welcome to the Dinosaur Man sidecast with me, Alex Hudson. And this time out, basically, these festive ones have been pretty difficult for me to sit through because it's meant that I've had to go and watch terrible, terrible Christmas films. Um, just because there's very few decent films based around Christmas. Um, so what I've done with this episode is I've gone slightly out of the remit. I think it's probably okay. It still fits in with sort of the festive season in some places. Um, I'm going to use my time in America as a uh, qualifier for this one. Basically, I've gone with a Thanksgiving film. But it is one of the all-time classics. It's from 1987. It is one of John Hughes' finest works. It is Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Now, a lot's been said about this film before. A lot more will be said in the future, I'm sure. I cannot tell you enough how much this still stands up now. I've rewatched it today for the first time in a few years. And it's still as funny as it ever was. And it still works as well as it ever did. John Candy and Steve Martin in sort of one of those ultimate sort of anti-buddy road movies that then turns into a buddy road movie. And it's a John Hughes film, so it means it's funny, it's touching at times, and it's all done in just a quite a charming way. You know, it's quite easy to do a cynical Christmas film or a cynical um, holidays film. But here's an example of a time where Hughes really got it right with what he was doing. He he got a partnership that we had a lot of affection for. Um, you you might start out thinking, oh well, these guys are clearly obnoxious idiots because both of them have got things about them that you think, you know, what well, that would really annoy me. But by the end of the film, we love both of them as much as we would love any one of our friends. And why is that? It's just because it's such a well-written and you just get the idea that they've they've really had a lot of fun. Not only on screen, but off screen as well. You feel like this was a lot of fun to make. It helps that it got two really great performances from Steve Martin and John Candy in it. And it does, it stands the test of time as a sort of partnership, I think, in that, in the same way that, say, um, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi and Blues Brothers, that sort of is a is one of those 1980s kind of um, double acts that really works. And this is another example of one that just clicks and doesn't really let up from the first minute. You kind of, you get into it and you go, ah, this is great. Um, and there's plenty to appeal here. You know, it's, it's telling, you know, quite a quite a heartwarming story ultimately but it's throwing up all those classic roadblocks and there's you know there's plenty of films that have come after this that owe a huge debt to this film in that any road movie where disaster keeps on striking to the point where you think if this had happened in real life these people would either be dead or you know they'd have gone insane that all stems from here. This is this is the film that defined that sort of genre, I feel. Um, there's even stuff for Andy Hughes in this film. Aside from it being a John Hughes film, which um, 
I believe he's a fan of. I've maybe made this up. Maybe it's just because his dad is John Hughes as well. Uh, <laughs> but um, you've got an early Kevin Bacon performance, so that's always appreciated, I'm sure. But it just works. The, the film itself is is a timeless comedy. And if you look at the 1980s and you go, okay, well, which films still stand up now? There was such an avalanche of these sort of films. And John Hughes films, you know, there, there was an avalanche of these films. And this one's just one that stands out as one of the better ones. It It just... Everything about it seems to work in a way that I think is very hard to replicate. And like I say, others have tried and others have failed. But Hughes really got it bang on with this one. Every single aspect of this film just sort of makes... I don't know, it... It's one of those films that is able to transport you back to being younger again in the same way that um in the same way that a few kids' films often do. But this is one that isn't a kids' film, you know. This is one that's got more adult humour in it. I say adult humour, you know, it's got a mix. But it's another one of those perfect sort of winter evening in front of the TV, oh what's on? Planes, trains and automobiles. Great. Because you know, for an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, you're going to be entertained. And what's really troubling, that this film, with its entire running time of uh, 136 minutes, I think it is, does more than both Jingle All The Way and Jingle All The Way 2 in their combined running time. It tells you more of a story, you get more attached to the characters in this than you do to anyone in either of those two films. And I've already stated, you know, actually the first Jingle All The Way is not bad compared to the second one. It's positively good. But this is an example of a comedy film. You can't deny that Jingle All The Way is attempting to be a comedy film and Jingle All The Way 2 is attempting to be a film. This is an example of a comedy film that just gets it right at Christmas. So easy to do cheap sort of whimsy at Christmas. But this one does sort of festive cheer and festive cynicism quite well at the same time. It ties it up all nicely. And ultimately, the biggest thing is you end up loving these characters, which is something that doesn't apply to a lot of films at this point. You get to Christmas, often you find cheap gags, cheap characters, cut and paste sort of cookie-cutter characters you'll find in every single film. These two characters appeal to something in you. I'm not sure what it is, but I think you see a lot of yourself in both of them. And ultimately, that's what you should be doing with a Christmas film, I feel. Make it worth something. Don't just make Nativity 6. Don't just make, you know, Jingle All The Way 12. Make decent films. It's not hard. It's proved by John Hughes here, but maybe John Hughes was an anomaly. Maybe he was one of these people who was able to make a good, good sort of Christmassy, holidaysy film. I think there's more to it, but I don't want to explore too much of that. Anyway, this has been the Dinosaur Man Sidecast. Um, we've got a few episodes left. I've been Alex Hudson, so until next time, thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes, on Twitter, on Facebook, at DM Sidecast on Twitter, 
Dinosaur Man Nerdcast on Facebook and Dinosaur Man Nerdcast on iTunes. Until next time, I've been Alex Hudson. <laughs>